Welcome to the LU Moment. Thank you for listening. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. You know, as far as students are concerned, the campus is closed. Resident students will begin filtering back to campus January 16th, and classes resume the day after Martin Luther King Day on January the 19th. And we'll have some new faces and programs once students get back on campus. Dr. Daniel Brown, who's joined Lamar University as the new Associate Provost for Academic and Faculty Affairs. Prior to joining LU, Brown was the Dean of the University College at Texas State University. So we're really glad to have Dr. Brown with us in this important role, and I'm glad he's become a Cardinal. Also new and exciting at Lamar University, beginning this spring, Lamar University's Department of Earth, Space Science, and Lamar University Geospatial Center will offer a Master of Science degree in Geospatial Sciences. The program will include a 30-credit-hour thesis-based option or a 36-credit-hour non-thesis option, and the program is designed to train individuals to work in any sector of the geospatial sciences. You know, it's estimated that geospatial sciences occupations are expected to grow in Texas by approximately 20, almost 29% between now and 2026. And in Southeast Texas, the mean wages of someone in the GIS field range between 75000 and a hundred, almost $104,000. So uh, this is just one of the unique programs at Lamar University that uh, is really preparing students for the future. We've discussed on this show before, uh, last semester, Lamar University launched the bachelor's degree in computer game development. So like the GIS degree, the computer development degree mirrors the need in the workforce so we're preparing Cardinals for those jobs of the future. Pretty exciting. What else is in our future? We've got uh, football and basketball and homecoming. Yeah, we're going to do a virtual homecoming on February 6th. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun and safe, of course. Um, so we'll know about more of that in the coming weeks. We'll invite guests who can tell us about our virtual homecoming. But let's talk about now uh, what's really on everyone's mind, and that is, Coming back to campus safely, uh, we've done this before, you know, we came back um, after, uh, in the summer of 2020, we came back for the fall semester during the pandemic, mid-pandemic, and uh, in fact, I'm proud to announce that Lamar University has not had one incident of COVID-19 on the Lamar University campus that was caused from classroom instruction. So that really reflects a huge commitment on the part of the Lamar University faculty, staff, and the students to take cautions and to continue efforts to ensure safety and health for everyone. So that's something that we can really be proud of. We've had COVID cases, but they have not been uh, as a result of instruction on campus. And we've done most of our classes, you know, online or hybrid um, online and face-to-face. One of, the, one of the leaders on our campus really helping us ensure safety and continued health is Marie Murray, and she's the Assistant Director of Health Education Services for our Student Health Center. I invited Marie to uh, be our guest today to talk about coming back to campus safely, uh, the COVID vaccine, and the best ways to stay not only physically safe, but mentally and emotionally healthy during the coming months, which um, we talk a lot about the physical, but the emotional and mental uh, toll during this pandemic nationwide has has really been um, high. So, Marie, thanks for joining us. Um, appreciate you uh, coming on the first part of the year, especially especially since it's really still kind of slow on campus. Um, so, I appreciate you 
Yeah, me, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. Great. Uh, let me ask what everyone is, is thinking and, um, and wanting to know about. Is Lamar University going to have the COVID vaccine, and um, will it be administered to our, our faculty, staff, students? What's happening there? Can you give us an update? So right now, um, we have sent in the application. Um, it actually goes through the Texas Department of State Health Services, uh, and we're in that process. We've submitted our application. Um, there's actually phases that um, the kind of how they're rolling this out. Um, right now, they're still in phase one. Um, so um, we have their application in, and we're hoping to get vaccines. But as of right now, that's as much as we know. Um, they're you know we're they're still trying to hit those at-risk populations, right? So we're trying to hit right. uh, the the healthcare workers, and they're also trying to hit the you know 65 and above or people with underlying conditions. Um, and so where the university sits is at tier two, and they're in about tier one A, just maybe getting into tier one B. So it's still going to be a little bit. Uh, but we're happy to say that this is something that the Student Health Center is working on um, to provide uh, for uh, the community and especially the students, um, just because they are the ones that um, still um, get into, you know, we haven't had cases in the classroom, as you said, um, but they're still, you know, are in groups sometimes. Um, we're trying to do activities um, so they still can have um, a college experience. So um, that is something that is being worked on. Perfect. Um, but we, we are doing COVID testing, correct? Can someone get tested at the Student Health Center? Yes. Um, so the Student Health Center um, is working very hard um, to meet the need um, for students to do COVID testing. This is something that we offer um, at the Student Health Center. We actually offer the rapid antigen testing. So students okay. can come in and they'll have results within 15 minutes. Uh, so it's not going to be the three to five day wait. I don't know if you've had to have your COVID test yet. I right, have to go through right. that. Um, so it's it's going to be a little bit of a different process, but it's it's really nice because students get their results um, pretty quickly um, as well. That's that's great. Okay, um, you know we we t- took a lot of precautions. We've really learned how to do this moving in and moving out thing uh, safely. You know everybody's on a schedule and you get your time, and that's when you can move in the dorm or move out of the dorm. You know that kind of thing, but. What are some of the other precautions that students really need to take um, as they're coming, as they're returning to campus? I think, and I think there's a lot of anxiety, you know, because we've mm-hmm. all been out there, we've all been with our family, we've been with friends, we don't know where people have been, and so there's a lot of anxiety around coming back together. Can you talk to us about how we can do this safely and maintain sanity at the same time? Yes, I can. Uh, So the big thing is a lot of the stuff that we learned in the fall semester, we practiced, we still want to keep doing that, right? So the vaccine Mm -hmm. is just getting rolled out there. Um, COVID is still um, an issue. Um, I know the Jefferson County numbers um, specifically um, have been rising. So we want people to still be vigilant. Um, And what that means is making sure that they're taking stock of what's going on in their body. Like, how are they feeling? Making sure we're still checking for fever. Like, even if you just feel feverish and um, it could just be something as, like, I drank an energy drink and I'm feeling a little hot, like, make sure you're paying attention to what your body's telling you. Um, If you're feeling sick, if you're starting to get a cough, shortness of breath, I I know the COVID has basically made us more aware of sneezing and coughing and getting all those symptoms, and we want to stay on top of that, right? Um, 
And then the big thing is is still having the hand sanitizer, right? Practicing yeah. some of these, uh, you know, washing your hands, you know, every time. Um, you know, still, I, I personally suggest grabbing, if you can get a, a hold of some wipes, and have wipes on you at all times. Uh, that That's one of the personal yeah. things that I like to do. Um, so, you know, really kind of keeping those healthy practices. Um, one of the things that we've actually seen is, is that this flu season has not been bad uh, with everything and all these emphasis on these healthy practices. We haven't seen a bad flu season this year. And I think yeah. that yeah. can be attributed to this. And um, so I think that goes to show is that if we continue to, you know, wear our masks properly, wash our hands, uh, we can really do a lot um, to keep those positive uh, tests. Yeah. And prevent COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Some of these things we've learned uh, can become habits for the future, and maybe maybe we'll all be healthier as a result uh, long term. Okay, so let's let's talk about the you know we like I said we talked about the physical health of individuals, but the, the, the mental and emotional health is also important. And these students are under pressure to take classes online. They're isolated in their dorms. They don't have a lot of um, socialization like they have in the past, and activities are altered. Some of them are even uh, limited. How do you mentally and emotionally cope um, as we go into the second year, really, of this, of this pandemic? Yes. Uh, so this is a big topic right now um, that, you know, I'm working on personally because, I you know, the counselors are working on here. Uh, I think the big thing to point out is that how people cope is going to be tailored to them specifically. Uh, so a couple of things that I suggest people is one is still sometimes with COVID we, you know, with quarantine or anything like that, we get stuck indoors. Right. And we don't necessarily take care of ourselves. The first thing is actually still making sure that we're taking care of ourselves physically because how we feel physically can actually impact our mental and emotional health. Uh, so, you know, if we say, oh, I'm, I'm going to sleep in and we sleep till noon every day and we don't get any exercise and, you know, we order out all our meals and are eating pizza all the time and, you know, we kind of yeah. throw some of that normal, you know, exercise and getting good sleep um, and, you know, eating well, um, sometimes when we throw that out, that can actually impact us mentally. So that's kind of that big foundation that we want to um, make sure that we're keeping up with. Um, and then I think the, the big thing with people right now is how do I find connection um, with other people? And we have to get a little creative. And uh, I actually did a virtual Christmas party over break. And it sounds really weird. Um, And we tried all sorts of new technology to do this. And they had a camera set up. So we like baked cookies together. And they had a camera showing baking the cookies. And um, it was really interesting. But I think part of it is get creative with how you connect with people, right? Um, And then sometimes it's, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, like get on Snapchat or Facebook messenger and actually, you know, do a video chat with somebody, um, and make it fun. Like they've got filters. Like I can't tell you how many of those chats I get in and people start messing with filters and then it's just fun. Uh, and we forget that it's virtual in that sense and that we're not necessarily, you know, sitting next to person or connected with them. Um, 
So I think that's the other piece is, you know, get creative, make it fun, um, and still connect with others because we forget that we're all attached to cell phones these days. And so it's still easy to stay connected um, with other people. You know, call somebody maybe that you haven't talked to in a while, like you have a a friend from high school, you know, especially, you know, people that maybe they traveled far to come to Lamar, like talk to somebody from high school or your family that you maybe haven't spoken to in a while. Um, Highly suggest um, finding ways you can kind of still stay connected. Um, And then the thing about that is also find ways to stay connected. So if you're somebody that, you know, did a lot of volunteer time, there's still organizations that are looking for volunteers and it's not necessarily something that is, has to be in person, right? There's still ways that we can connect and we can help people um, virtually. And sometimes it's just, you know, helping an organization make phone calls and, uh, and your, you know, help with them and not necessarily giving donations, but actually helping them solicit donations. So there's so many things that you can do. um, And it doesn't necessarily have to be in person because there are people who like, there's just so much anxiety about getting COVID. And so they're the people that are, you know, stuck indoors and are really kind of suffering from that. And so um, finding those ways to connect. Um, And then the last one is, I like suggest not even trying something new, but maybe connecting with a hobby that you've done in the past. Maybe it fell by the wayside. Um, If you've got a little bit more free time because you're at home. um, So, you know, pick up an old hobby or try something new. I, I tried something new this fall and it actually has helped because it's something my husband really liked. Um, and so it's actually brought our relationship closer together. So, um, you'd be surprised how, you know, trying something new, uh, maybe with a friend that you can do virtually or, you know, picking up that old hobby can kind of really reinvigorate you. Um, and so those are just a few ways people can kind of cope, um, and tailor it to themselves too. I love it. Those are great suggestions, and um, and and you and you forget, and you kind of get down, and you, and you lose that creativity and that innovation. But these are um, good reminders um, of what of what we can do and what students can do. We've really only got about one minute left, but I want you to, if you can, Marie, just kind of give us a summary of what the health center does provide because it's it's really a full service clinic here on the Lamar University campus. Can you do that? You got about a minute. Yes, I can do that in a minute. Uh, so the big thing since we just talked about mental health is we do have counseling services. Um, and these counseling services, as well as medical services, whether it's, you know, you, you're coming in to see us um, or not, those are offered all both by Zoom. So you can, you know, if you're that person that you're still kind of worried mm-hmm. about coming in person, mm-hmm. um, those medical and counseling services are both offered. Um, we talked about COVID testing because that's the big right. thing right now. Um, but you can still come in and get like a well woman visit or just your regular, you know, basically what you would go to see your primary care physician, you can come see us for. Um, and, you know, we're here in person, but we're also online um, via Zoom. So we're providing those services for students. Um, we've got four amazing counselors that are really trying to stay on top of um, students' emotional mental health. So um, I can't okay. emphasize enough how important they are. Even if it's just you need somebody to talk to that's confidential, um, they're here for you. That's great. And uh, you can find the Student Health Center online at lamar.edu and get all the information you need. Marie, you were great. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. And you, thanks for listening. Our listeners, we really appreciate you. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas.